So, Tavon, we're going to break the ice in episode one. Yeah. By the way, Tavon means? The artist with various names is an acronym for that sentence. <laughs> so what is Tavon's favorite time of day? Um, I must say at night, like around about 1 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> 1 a.m.? I know that sounds a little crazy. Yeah. What are you doing at 1 a.m.? Um, I'm just having an existential crisis. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because, you know, I dated a musician. Yeah. I don't know what it, she wrote a song called 3 a.m. <laughs> I don't know what you got to do it in the middle of the night. Um, but usually, though, besides <laughs> the existential crises, <laughs> um, I think I'm more alert and I think I appreciate um, it being really silent during mm-hmm. that time. Yeah. Got it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. I guess at that time, cars slow down. The music stops. I remember in the beginning of COVID, one of the most traumatic things about going to the grocery store is they cut the music. Most people don't remember it, mm. but as a person who loves music, mm. which is part of why I wanted to do this with you, is that you, people underestimate just how much quietness influences us, right? Mm. So you think about the paradox between the no music versus the music. Mm. It was it was a fascinating time. Um, but let's come back to you. So okay. what's the best compliment By the way, you look amazing. Thank you. Thank you. So I just complimented you before the compliment (laughs) question. What's the best compliment you've ever received? And was it from me? (laughs) (laughs) No, sorry. It wasn't from you, T. (laughs) But um, (laughs) the best compliment, it was actually, I think, maybe a year ago. And someone asked me, how are you doing? And I said, I'm good. And then they're like, you look good, like you, you know, like from the inside and stuff. And I really appreciated that because as someone who's like <laughs> a bit like deep, um, I really do work on my personal development in the sense of like, you know, um, mental health and, you know, spiritual well-being. So when that person spoke the way that they did, it it made me see that the work that I was doing is like radiating. So I really did appreciate that compliment. Have you always been so comfortable with your natural hair? Because, you know, it's recently I saw it was trending on Twitter. Yeah. This beef between the U.S. black Twitter and South African black Twitter. Really? About how bad wigs are (laughs) in Africa. I remember that, (laughs) actually. Remember that? Yeah. And so, so... You don't wear wigs, right? No, I've like in my whole entire life, I've worn it once, and I was like recently. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> so, why do you wear your hair natural versus wearing wigs? Um, I don't think it was necessarily ever a choice, you know, of like maybe some internal debate. Um, it's just I've always had my natural hair. It has never been something that I've considered wanting to do. So I, I'm not really sure you know, how else to say it. It's just it's something that I've never really desired doing. Got it. It's just kind of instinctual, natural. Yes, not, more not like. deep. It's like, it's not like you don't like wigs. No, yeah, no. Got it. Yeah. Okay. When are you the most inspired? 
Hmm. When am I the most inspired? Um, <laughs> at 1am. <one> <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I think when I learn some new philosophy of some sort, and then I'm able to relate that to myself. And then that causes me to be introspective and question some things about myself, you know, and get closer and maybe even face some things that I'm not so comfortable with within myself. Then I, <laughs> I tend to um, think of creating music within the context of just like it being motivated or um, propelled by internal work first so most of the times when i'm when i mentioned the philosophical instance most of the times when i learn something new that impacts me in a very deep way and that makes me introspective what i tend to do is also i try to figure out how i can communicate what i've learned and how it has helped me externally and then that's when the inspiration comes because i take that i personalize it and then see how i can make it something that people can relate to. Makes sense. I get it. I get it. Well, tell us, a, let's unpack that a little bit more yeah. and share a little bit about your creative process. Yeah. My creative process. Um, I can't necessarily say that I follow a certain routine, um, but it tends to always start from within. It always starts from a discovery of self that a new discovery of self or a certain aspect of myself that I may not have known or I may have been running away from, you know, or hiding from. And once I'm in a space where I can see that part of myself that I was hiding away from or was hiding away from me <laughs> and I'm able to face it and embrace it and then have that transmute into something else something more positive even and um, that's when i'm able to get inspired to do more and see that translate into different aspects of my life so it always tends to be my going internally learning something new and then you could say um translating it externally it makes sense i mean mm -hmm. some of my favorite artists they take forever to come out with a new album because it's like Maxwell. It's like, I need to experience life. Right. I need to travel. I mm. need my insides touched, right? Mm. Let, let's talk a little bit about one of the things that very few people know about you, something we don't know about you. Hmm. Wow. I have, let me see, three siblings. Um, and um, one from my mom, my sister, and then two others from my father. So in one instance, um, the middle child, because on my father's side, uh, there's an older brother. Then it's myself and then a younger brother. And then on my mother's side, I'm the eldest. And then my sister's the youngest. So um, <laughs> in both instances, I'm just, I have an experience of like what it means to be the middle child and the eldest, which is kind of challenging. <laughs> that is so interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Describe yourself in three words. Funny. Smart. Mm. Interesting. Funny, smart, interesting. Yes. Okay. <laughs> and do you have a favorite piece of clothing? 
Um, yes, I do. I'd say it's a skirt. Um, Are you wearing it now? No. <laughs> I actually did consider wearing it, but I've worn it so many times that I'm just like, no, let me give it a break. Um, How many times do you think you've worn it, if you had to guess? Oh, my gosh. Just try to guess. What, what year did you buy it? Actually, the reason why it's my favorite, it's not because I actually bought it. It was, it's, it was my grandma's skirt. Oh. So um, I just wear it like... Obviously, it looks good. It looks good, but I also wear it in homage of her. I see. Yeah, so whenever I wear it and I'm, I'm somewhere, let's say I have to do something major, I tend to feel inspired where I wear, when I wear it. Yeah. Got it. <laughs> what, uh, what's the best piece of advice you've ever received? Be authentic. Um, even when it's like, looking because there's this other instance like maybe a week or so ago actually a month ago actually um we were recording something like a video um but like bts kind of stuff and i remember now looking at the footage once it was edited and i was just looking really really authentic <laughs> like in the morning when i've just woken up and i was just like oh no like i don't know i think we need to cut that like i don't know <laughs> about that part and um the friend that I was talking to you was just like, well, isn't this part of what you're trying to communicate? Um, and then they advised me to lean into it. And so I think <laughs> <laughs> whenever I feel uncomfortable when it comes to something, that's when I know that I'm actually in the right direction. So when that friend was like, be authentic and stick to it, because that, that's what you said, you, you know, you're putting through there. So, Yeah. Got be authentic it. and lean into it even when it's uncomfortable. Oh, wow. Yeah. Do you have a pet peeve? <laughs> People who don't keep their word. Mm, yeah. That just drives you. Like the moment somebody does something where they didn't keep their word, how do you feel? What happens inside of you? Okay, let me finish the sentence. People who don't keep their word, but when they can't, they don't communicate that they can't. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like that. Okay. Um, how does that make me feel? Um, it, it makes me feel annoyed because I feel like they don't take into consideration that I actually take them seriously when they say things to me. Mm. And sometimes, um, let's say you do make plans, for instance, and they say a person can't keep to those plans anymore. Instead of communicating that they can't, then they just go quiet or do something else but then let's say i changed my whole day around that you know to accommodate that so it's just annoying in that sense of sometimes i think people don't understand that when people do make time for this or that people actually do move things around to make space for that so yeah i think for me it's mainly annoyance when it comes to that what are you currently reading is it my book I already know the answer. Listen, I did read it. <laughs> I'm not reading it now. Okay, cool. <laughs> um, what I am currently reading is a book by the author Shalo Mbata. She's a historian, specifically a Zulu historian. And she's written a book um, focused on the Zulu history. And it's so interesting, you know, reading it from a... Uh, woman's perspective but also just like a zulu person's uh, perspective because you know zulu culture is pretty popular globally so people know something about it here and there you know um but most of the things that are out there at some point aren't necessarily written by 
Zulu people um, from my experience. Um, so it was very enlightening and it was such a different perspective, particularly, you know, written by a woman. Yeah. You know, yeah. it just felt even more true because it was like, let's say it's written by someone who's not necessarily Zulu. Then let's say this is the filter and then it's a Zulu man. And then it's a Zulu woman. And then it felt like the closer it is in the sense to me as being a Zulu woman, it felt like, okay, it feels closer to the truth in that instance. Got it. Yeah. And something more that I can relate to in an even more um, personal way. I got to tell you, this, this yeah. episode has been so enlightening because I thought I knew you, but I'm learning a lot. And we've got a few more questions. Okay. So, What's one of the things you've always wanted to try, but you've been too afraid to? Um, I'd say, can I say two? Sure. Okay. So one is um, either bungee jumping or skydiving. I haven't actually done that yet. <laughs> and um, I think the second one, I don't know, this will be kind of like weird or maybe like deep. Um, but the second one is actually like, fully allowing myself to love someone. Oh, wow. Mm, without holding back. That is deep. Yeah. Why, what, what do you think it is? Are you afraid to get hurt or you're afraid that they'll be irresponsible with your heart? I'd say both of those. Okay. Mm. Got it. Yeah. Is there a movie about love and giving your whole heart that's ever made you cry? <laughs> <laughs> Um, <laughs> or a movie that's made you cry. <laughs> okay, I'd say most recently, Black is King. Um, at the beginning, um, when the character that Beyonce plays, um, they're at the beach, seashore. And before, I was just like, oh my gosh, this is so beautiful, so aesthetically pleasing. And then when I learned of the story, you know, like the thinking behind that, that that's like the ancestral plane. Uh, and that's like ushering in, you know, the, the child's spirit and leading them into the physical realm. It just moved me because it made me realize that, because I don't know if a lot of people think of this, but it made me realize the effort that ancestrally our ancestors put into bringing us into this space. And it's the intention, it's the attention to detail, it's the love, you know? And I was just like, whoa. So I'm loved like hectically. Yeah. And, and that just, that just made me so emotional. Wow. I cry every time at that part. <laughs> and then once it goes to find your way back, the song, then the tears dry up and then it's like grooving again. But like literally the beginning of that movie always. Okay. Yeah. Oh, What's your favorite color? Um, blue. Royal blue. Royal. Mm. And three words to, de to describe living in South Africa. I want to see if they align with mine. <laughs> um, belonging. Challenging. Hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's comedy here. Right? It's, it's comedy. I love the fact that there'll be people listening to your music 
in every corner of the world. And you're going to give them a piece of South Africa through you, right? Because mm. you're funny, too. Do you like surprises? I do, actually. The last time you received one? Um, my birthday. Uh, my mom got me a cup. And I know, like, people may be like, a cup? Like, come on. You know? <laughs> but um, it was cute because it had, like, a, a photo mm. of me. Mm. And then it had, like... Happy birthday, Google. And then at the back, it had like a cute message. And then um, she put a hundred rand in my cup. <laughs> oh, that's such <laughs> that a lovely cute message. It was so cute, you know. Um, for me, it was just like the, the thought of it, um, putting effort yeah. into it. So I really appreciate it. I don't even know where she got that photo from. She didn't tell me, you know, so I really liked that. Yeah. What did you do with the hundred rand? What did I do? <laughs> I don't recall. I think like I bought some alcohol. Okay. Mm. Got it. Mm. And you drank it at 1 a.m. What's one of the things you had to learn the hard way? <laughs> I didn't catch that. <laughs> one of the things you had to learn the hard way? Um, well, to follow my heart. Because uh, when I was at uni at Rhodes, actually... Um, I was afraid to like do completely art subjects. What I actually wanted to do was drama, fine art, music, and um, I forgot the the other one. I think I wanted to do journalism or something. Okay. But I just, mm, I just wanted to do everything art. But because I came from a very hectically like academic space where I had this framework of you know, engineering and so on and so forth. Um, when I moved into that Rhodes artsy space um, and I really was placed in a space where I was challenged, you know, but with good opportunities of just exploring something different, um, I just had the fear of, you know, will I be able to live off of this kind of qualification? How am I going to make my way in the world kind of thing? Um, so... I kind of did some art subjects, but I also did some like hectic subjects because um, at the uni at Rose, you could choose different subjects from different faculties. So I, I kind of played it safe, but I dabbled in artsy stuff. Um, and I feel like I would have wanted to just go full in, you know? Oh, wow. Yeah, but then I have pivoted back into the art scene. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I think. I would have liked to just be braver in that instance. Mm. Wait, we're, we're at the last question. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Your most embarrassing moment. Huh. My most embarrassing moment. Wow. <laughs> so many to choose from. <laughs> um, well, this was in high school, and I was doing a, a catwalk for... Um, the opening of some sort of store at this um, mall called Pinecrest Center. Uh, back then it was called, I actually forgot what it was called, it was quite a, a while ago. And um, I fell on my face. On your face? Yes. In front of everybody? Yeah, but it was backstage though. Oh. <laughs> so all the models were there, you know, and they're like, actually, no one held me up, actually. I think that's, <laughs> I, <laughs> I fell. And everyone was just chilling there, looking at me. And I was like, wow, okay. And then I got up and went back to my seat. What I love about this Breaking the Ice episode is that beautiful, deep, 
spiritual, inspired by your heritage, and clumsy. <laughs> Guys, thank you so much for listening to episode one, Breaking the Ice with our extraordinary artists. I can't wait for episode two. Please share this episode with everybody you love and care about who wants to connect with this amazing soul. Thank you so much. <laughs> thank you, Tim. <laughs>